Wolfpack! Awesome. How are you all? I hope everybody is well. I hope everybody is fantastic here. This is day four. It's amazing that you've made it this far. Honestly, it really is. We've had an amazing response so far. The feedback I've been getting has been absolutely outstanding. I've been getting some messages that literally brought me to tears. So, um, look, I won't share them here, but uh, hopefully with their permission that I'll be able to share them in the very near future. And I, I want you guys to understand exactly the struggles that people go through and some of the amazing things that have been able to happen in such a short period of time. In just three days, we've had people do everything from change their fitness routines to completely deciding to have a family. I mean, it, it absolutely amazes me uh, exactly what's happened. And I'm just, first of all, I just want to say massive gratitude from me to you for being here. I know we've got many ways for people to watch this tonight. Tonight's going to be a little different. We're going to get into a little exercise tonight. I want to make sure that we get through some stuff. So first thing, welcome back. You made it to day four. How are you guys feeling? Throw it in the comments. Let me know who's excited. All right, so let me ask you, did you do your exercises last night? I'm just expecting at this stage that you did. Um, look, if you haven't done your exercise yet, <coughs> make sure you jump over, go to video three, do that exercise really ASAP. But did you write down the three neuro associations that you had that were positive? And then you needed to write down the three neuro associations that you had that were negative. It's very important that we start to get this stuff down because as I say, this is structured over a 30-day period and there is method to the madness. We are teaching you exactly the way that we need to teach you so that you can absorb it and we learn bit by bit by bit. I guess you guys already realized that yesterday was probably a little bit more advanced than day one, right? So we're going to start to get into some more stuff, but don't let that frighten you off. Make sure that you come with lots of energy, come with an open mind, and you want to make sure that you absolutely are empowered and in state and able to bring your own personal strength, right? So congratulations to everybody that took action. Today, as I mentioned, it's day four. We're gonna be starting to put the focus on three things that we can put in place for you to create a new, more empowering and lasting associations, right? So it's a big day. You already learned that to change your life, you must change your neuro conditioning. Look, there are many different ways of doing this and many different types of therapies. There's NLP, there's rational therapy, there's counseling and others, right? And some can certainly help you change the associations of pain and pleasure. And when at therapy works, what it has actually changed is the association, the meaning that was given to that situation, if that makes sense. So what we're gonna to cover tonight are three steps that you can do this to yourself to change those associations. Does that sound good? Have any of you heard of a guy by the name of Viktor Frankl? He's the author of a book, Man's Search for Meaning. It's an absolute must read, Man's Search for Meaning. Go out there, get it, download it, do whatever you gotta do, get it into you, right? This man was associated being in a concentration camp with the possibility of power and pleasure. Imagine being able to change the meaning of suffering to having willpower that is so strong that you can literally change it to pleasure. What would this sort of power do in your life? What would you do if you could have this in your everyday life, all right? Here are a few of his quotes, because honestly, this guy is brilliant, but there's a couple of quotes in particular that just really stand out to me. One is, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. 
In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Just blows my mind that somebody can come up with that stuff. There's another one that goes, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. How true is that? I mean, how many times have you been in a position where you were no longer able to change a situation and you had to start looking inward, you had to start bringing it in to see where the difference lies? I, I know I have, I've, I've been through many of these. There's one more quote, everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. This is a big thing, right? And the reason I say that is because what I want you to grasp here is that you're in control of your own destiny. You are in control of your emotions. You are in control of what happens around you and how you relate that and how your neuroconditioning actually affects the way that you feel when these things happen. Okay, we don't want to change the association. Or, or actually, why don't we start changing the association of things like our relationship to food, work, money, etc., to mean something more empowering, like freedom, fun, joy. See, to me, the ultimate destination here is joy. It's being happy. It's one of those things that a lot of people, I had this disassociation with the word happy for a long period of time. I used to have people all the time say to me, you know, the, the secret of life is being happy. The problem I had with the word happy was that people used it in such negative terms all the time. Like they would go, you know, you don't need money to make you happy or you don't need this to make you happy. And I would like, all of a sudden I would think, well, okay, well, I don't want to be happy because I want money. Does that mean I don't want to be happy? So I started to de-associate myself with the word actually happy. And it wasn't until somebody actually come up, gave me a podcast and that podcast generated a new word for me. It was the word joy. And the moment I felt the word joy hit my heart, I knew that was where I was destined to go. That's my destiny. That's where I want to be. It's in joy. And I had felt that many years earlier. We did a Tony Robbins Platinum over in India. And in that India course, we did oneness. We did, we did it at the oneness temple. We did everything from staying at like a multi-billion dollar property, which is just obscene. Like it was dripping with gold to living in a hotel room where I swear there was a rat running around that room that was about the size of a baboon, right? And all I did was just hide under the covers all night long. And uh, we did, it was an amazing trip. But what I'm trying to get to you out of that is that when I had a moment of absolute joy on that trip, there was a moment there where I realized that my destiny was yet to be unfilled. And I really didn't need to know all of the answers. All I needed to know was that I set the right destination. I made sure I had my why. I made sure I took onward steps to get there. I made sure I could learn along the way. And I made sure that I was flexible enough in my approach that if something wasn't working, I could discard it quickly and make sure that I moved on to something that was more powerful. Does that make sense? So let's get back to these neuro associations. You do not need therapy, right? You can do it yourself if you have a 100% level of commitment to change. Then all we need to do is tune up and condition ourselves from time to time. Otherwise, we can rebound back into old associations. Right? Let me tell you about me. I have smoked cigarettes since I was literally 13 years old, probably younger. Right? And I smoked them for 20 odd years. 
I had this amazing ability that I could just puff them all friggin' day long. And what happened was I had no, I had absolutely no idea how I was going to give these things up. We went to a seminar and I started to realize that, as I mentioned the other day, that I started to associate cigarettes with pleasure, right? And when I actually looked back and discovered to myself that that whole association was just built on a crock of shit, that I broke it down and gave up cigarettes almost immediately. I ended up carrying them around in my pocket because I also had this association of not wanting to lose. And even the fact that I didn't want to give up the cigarettes because I didn't want to have anyone telling me that I couldn't smoke cigarettes. It was nearly like a rebellious nature in me. And then what happened was that I completely gave up. Five years go on, right? And we have this, I will call it almost a tragedy, right? And, and uh, we had this amazing thing happen to me and my wife and, and a lot of things happened in a very short period of time. And I went into a really high stressful state. Right? I was under immense stress. I was under more stress than I think I've been in my entire life. My body started to break down. I started to think differently. I started to associate things differently. And before I knew it, five years after giving up, here I was with a cigarette in my mouth. Here I was puffing again. And it wasn't the first cigarette that I actually noticed. It was about the fourth. Does that make sense? So what I'm trying to say here is, even though we're gonna break these conditions down, even though you're gonna put a new empowering belief in place, this thing, you do need to tune it up. Think about tuning a piano, right? If you had a piano in your house and you tuned all the keys, just because everything is flawless, just because everything is great, when the tuner leaves, right, that doesn't mean to say in six months that it's still gonna be in tune. See, the, the strings stretch over time. Things happen, humidity, little different things in the environment and all of a sudden the strings start to lose their strength and guess what they're out of tune again so what do you need to do you need to bring the guy back in to actually start to tune the piano again it's the same thing with these things you need to be able to understand that what you're going to do is a life servicing thing exactly right so you've just got to be able to make sure that you understand that what you do you need to practice and you need to create a habit so that it goes over and over and over again. We're gonna help you do that today. All right, I'll tell you another story. I have, I, people who know me, right, I went on this amazing rise to fame. I was like, all of a sudden we went from, you know, owning car repair shops to all of a sudden I was like on stage in front of 25,000 people speaking about certain things. And it, I just felt like everything was in order. Everything was going well. My car business was going well. My other business was going well. My speaking was going all around the world. I'd spoken in Kenya and in Greece and in, in the United States and through New Zealand and all around the world. And I was, I was starting to feel like I was invincible, right? I was just, everything was happening. And in the space of about four or five months, I can tell you right now that everything around me started to crumble. Why? I, I have no idea, but I have a, a pretty strong belief that there was a an association in me where I had almost like a cap of where I was supposed to be in my head, and all of a sudden I'd hit that cap, so the air conditioner kicked on. Make sense? I started to do things that I had never done before. I started I started to really nearly self sabotage myself, and it wasn't until I almost had everything down that I started to realize what had actually caused me pleasure in the first place. See, 
what had happened to me, there was two things. I, I think I self-sabotaged, right? And I, I get that now. So I'm able to go back a step and then say, you know what? I've been to the top of the mountain. Next time I go, I'm going to take a hell of a lot more rope with me, right? I understand what the climb is. I get that. I know I can get to there, but that's never where I wanted to be. I wanted to be before there. So that's one good thing. The second thing was this. Along the way, along this journey, I lost sight of searching for joy. I lost sight of actually searching for the one thing that I truly wanted, which was to be happy, to be joyful. I started going for the wrong thing. I started going for me goals. Make sense? I started going for things, the big house, the car, you know, the flashy trips, this, that, and the other. And there was this massive shift in my psychology and it happened at a subconscious level. And it wasn't until I actually started to realize that it was not the things that I wanted, it was the joy, it was the feeling that I was trying to get, that when I, when I finally found that out, things started to really unravel for me. I, and I mean unravel in a way where all of a sudden, it was in a good way, right? All of a sudden, the universe seemed to just part. Instead of fighting me, it just seemed to part right in front of me and then everything started to become congruent again. Little things started happening. You know those, those little things that you think are just flukes or coincidences, right? They just started happening all around me and then all of a sudden, you know, I feel like I'm just running at a million miles an hour again and not just going to the top of the mountain, but I realize that there's an actual mountain behind that and I'm ready for that sucker. So that's why I'm here, I'm pumped up. It's not always, you know, it's not always rosy. I can tell you that right now. People often see this perception of who you are. They don't realize the struggles that you have to go through sometimes to get to where you need to go. So let's get this started. We need to condition pathways gradually through our life, okay? We need to retune ourselves from time to time. So it is important to remain aware of the associations that we have and are making and to adjust them if needed to create the life of desire, right? So let's get into day four and learn how you can actually start to do this reconditioning yourself. All right, are you excited for day four? Are you ready? Say you're ready, say it in the inbox, let me see him. Right there, do it, do it, say I'm ready. Excellent, all right, here we go, let's get into it. There are three main fundamental steps in the science of neuroassociative conditioning, right? Get leverage on yourself, interrupt your current pattern, and then condition a new empowering association, right? It's very, very important. Don't create a gap and don't fill it with anything, right? I'll explain. Let's look at these all in more detail. Number one, how to get leverage on yourself. To do this, there's three levels of responsibility that are absolutely necessary, right? You must decide the following and you must have absolute commitment. A, something must change. B, I must change it. And C, I can change it. Let me say that again. There's three commitments that you absolutely must have, right? A, something must change. B, I must change it. And C, I can change it. If you have those three things, that's how you create leverage on yourself. It is absolutely important that that starts before anything else. Number two, you need to interrupt your current pattern of association, right? And I'll explain how to do this. You must scramble. It's like, 
You must scramble your pattern of thinking and feeling. Does that make sense? It's best done by using something unusual, such as like making a radical sound in what you say or how you move your body. All right? When you interrupt the pattern enough times, you cannot come back to it. It's like if you had a CD and you had a key and you wanted to just scratch that CD and you just scratched it, scratched it, scratched it. And, and by the time you finish scratching it, if you went to play it again, you'd have no information on it, right? It wouldn't work. It's the same thing. So what we want to do with our associations is we want to scramble it. My daughter, she's a beautiful young lady. She's 21 years old, but she's gone through teenage years like most young girls do and had some challenge with, with some boys, one in particular along the way, right? Now, he used to make her just so angry and depressed. I really started to sort of worry about her. So I started to bring in a pattern interrupt. When she was in really bad mood and she just couldn't seem to get herself out of it, I started, you know, like she started to reach out to me for help. And when I thought she was asking me to be really sympathetic to her and I could see that this was starting to happen, I would look at her really weird and I'd just say, sucked in, sucked in. And honestly, she would instantly look at me and think, what the F, right? What's wrong with dad? He's a dead set nutcase. But what she didn't realize was that by trying to understand why I had just said that, she had interrupted the pattern that was actually running in her mind. Let's look at how this pattern works. There's three main ways people go through a pattern. They either go through it visually, right? They see something in their mind, right? Or they go through it in what they call kinesthetic. They feel it in their body, right? Or the third main way, there's other ways, but these are the three main ways, is auditory, meaning that they actually hear it in their own head, right? And you can actually ask people some simple questions to see which one is their main representation. Like asking somebody like, you know, tell me about the last holiday that you've been on. Now you watch and you listen to how they actually describe it. See, what you're looking for is you're looking for the way that they speak, either visually seeing the holiday, auditory, they're hearing the holiday, or kinesthetic, they're actually feeling the holiday. Let me give you some examples. If I was to say to somebody, how was the last holiday that you've been on? And they said, it was amazing. It was so hot. The water was freezing, but the temperature was so hot. It was just unbelievable. You just wanted to dive in the ocean and walk along the sand. And, you know, all the sand was just so fine. It was so fine to touch. And how are they speaking? Are they speaking visually, auditory, or kinesthetic? Remember, kinesthetic means to feel. What this person is doing is they are feeling that holiday. They're feeling the heat on their skin. They're feeling the coldness of the water. They're feeling the sand under their feet. Does that make sense? So they're feeling the holiday. Just them describing that to you starts to tell you what representation that is their main representation. If the same person said something like, oh, it was amazing. You should have seen it. There was people everywhere. It was just stunning. The scenery was fantastic. We, you know, we went down the shops and you should have seen all the shops and all the clothes. Are they, what sensory are they using there? They're actually using a representation of visual. Make sense? They're being very visual. They're seeing everything. They're seeing this. They're seeing that. So when we start to know this stuff, what I want you to really ask about is what about your main representation? What's your main sensory? What is the main thing that you actually use? I mean, think about the way you describe things. Do you describe things visually? Do you describe them kinesthetic? Do you describe them by the way you, that you hear them? Do you say, you know, same holiday, but you say, <coughs> it was amazing. 
it was so loud though. There were so many people there. There was chitter chatter and there was all these bands going on and it was unbelievable. And this bloke kept talking to me and I didn't understand his language. That's auditory. Does that make sense? So it's important to understand how people speak <coughs> and also what your main representation is. Okay, let's get back to my daughter's story. By me saying sucked in, right, and pulling a stupid face, I started to interrupt and scramble her pattern. In fact, the more I did it, the more she started to see in my face and hear me actually say it, like say the word sucked in, when she actually started to get the triggers that used to send her into a bad mood, even if I wasn't there, right? We did another one with her where I actually had this moment where we would sit in the kitchen and I asked her to get in this joyous state. I asked her to just feel as happy as she possibly could. And when she did that, I squeezed her on the shoulder. Now, I asked her to upgrade this. I said, just upgrade it as best you can. Just get into a really happy state. She started to really get into a happy state. She was almost laughing. And when she got in that state, I pinched her on the shoulder again. And then all of a sudden, we just kept doing this over and over. And I kept asking her just to times it by 10. Just get into a really happy state. And then by this stage, she's like laughing. She's like, I don't even know what the hell this is about, Dad. And I'm like, I don't care. Just do it anyway. And then I would pinch her on the shoulder. And I'd say, do it more, do it more. And we get us more and more and more emotion into it until the point where she's just laughing hysterically and I'm pinching her on the shoulder, right? She has no idea what I'm doing. She is asking me, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, don't worry about it. Two days go by, right? She has a little tiff with the boyfriend. She comes home, she's in a foul mood. She's like, oh, damn it, I hate boys, this, that, and the other. And she's feeling rubbish, right? And what I did was I just leaned across and pinched her on the shoulder. And instantly, her whole body changed. Her facial expressions changed. She looked at me and started laughing. Here she was in a really foul mood and instantly went back to that moment. Why? Because we anchored in a new association. We anchored in this to feel pleasure. As soon as she felt it, she just jumped straight at it. It's not something, it's like Pavlov's dog. You don't get to think about it. Your neuropathways are wired into that and all of a sudden, now, it's just wired into you. Let me tell you another story. I own body shops, so I had to, right? And then all of a sudden, in the body shop environment, it is quite aggressive, right? It's quite masculine. There's a lot of masculine energy in the room. There's a lot of heat. There's a lot of hot cars. There's a lot of banging and hammers and you name it, right? So it can get quite aggressive. And we had a little situation where a couple of guys just kept arguing with each other. They kept fighting, right? And it was getting more and more aggressive. And of course, one of them was saying, oh, he's doing this. And the other one's like, he's doing this. And they both feel like they're right. And I was wondering how I was actually gonna break this pattern. So what I asked them to do was come into my office. Now, in my office, I had one of these rebounders. Have you ever seen one of those little trampoline rebounders? It's only like fits one person. So I had this like little rebounder and I put it in the middle of the office. And what I did was I sat in my chair and I said, right, so I'll let, who wants to go first? One of them said, I will. Excellent, okay, great. Tell me the story of exactly what happened, but I want you to tell me while you're jumping on the rebounder. And he goes, well, what? And I went, mate, you tell me exactly what happened, tell me what he did, tell me what the problem is, but the whole time you're doing it, I want you to be jumping up and down on the rebounder. And he goes, why? And I said, mate, don't ask why, just do it, right? Do it. If you wanna tell me what this problem is, do it, but do it while you're jumping up and down on the rebounder. Now I've got this guy, he's covered in dirt, he's covered in sweat, he's aggressive, He's having a fight with the guy that's standing right behind him 
And now he's standing on a rebound and jumping up and down. And he's dead set trying to tell a story about how this bloke is doing this. And as he's saying it, the other guy starts laughing at him. And then he starts laughing back at him. And they start laughing at each other. And before you knew it, the entire thing was broken down. Why? Because I shifted their pattern. I broke their pattern instantly. I asked them to do something to break their pattern. And while they did it, they started associating pleasure because they couldn't stay in the same state as what they were when they walked into the room. Does that make sense? It's a simple change in physiology. It changed their patterns instantly and the arguments almost completely stopped and they were too busy laughing at each other. Honestly, it's amazing. So, all right, let's look at step number three. You need to, con now we've done step number one, step number two, we've got leverage, right? And now we've broken the pattern in step number three, we need to condition a new empowering association, right? We need to install a new choice and then we need to reinforce it over and over and over again until it's conditioned. Don't just leave it there. This is where most people break down. They actually, they will take out a conditioning, but because they've left a hole, it gets filled with something also negative, right? That's where you often see people when they give up smoking, they all of a sudden start eating, right? It's, it's because what you've got is you've got a gap. You need to be able to fill that gap. So what we're gonna try right here, right now, if everybody's keen, right, is we're gonna actually try some of this stuff. We're gonna do this right now. We're gonna do it live. We're gonna do it live on Facebook. There you go. All right, so <laughs> first thing I'm gonna ask, if you're driving a car, pull over, right? I seen, I seen a thing the other day, it said, if you want to talk to God, go sit on a nice shady lawn. If you want to see God, keep texting and watching me while you're driving, all right? So pull over the car, right? Because this is going to require you to shut your eyes in this moment. I want you to shut your eyes. I want you to really be in this moment. Now, let me tell you something. Disclaimer, you will not actually get anything from this if you don't play full tilt. Make sense? If I sit here and I could be talking to you, you could learn this intellectually. If you're on this program, if you're a day four, I'm expecting at this point that you actually want to play full tilt. Now, if that's the case, pull over, drop everything out of your hands, get yourself in a relaxed position and shut your eyes, okay? Because I want you to think about a time. I want you to sit back. I want you to take a couple of deep breaths. We're not going to do anything strange or hypnotic or anything like that. You won't be clucking like a chicken at the end of this. What we're gonna do is just start to look at what the different resources are that are available. So I want you to sit back and I want you to think of one of the things that we wanted to change on day two, okay? Out of the four things that we wanted to change. I want you to think of one of those times that you've been in that moment when number two, whatever it was that in number two, I want you to think of a moment in time when you were completely a slave to that. All right, so whatever it was, I want you to step yourself back into that moment. I want you to go back to that moment. I want you to feel what you were feeling. I want you to see what you were seeing. I want you to hear what you were hearing. I want you to taste what you were tasting. I want you to be right in that moment, okay? I want you to really, really feel that moment. You need to anchor that in for a moment. I'll explain. And when you feel like you're there, right, and you feel like you're really in that moment, you can really sense yourself being the slave to whatever it was that you want to change here, okay? 
I want you to back open your eyes, open your eyes, and I want you to shake all that shit out, all right? Just shake it out, jump it out, all right? Cool, jump it out, shake it out. You gotta shake that state clean. Now, I want you to think of something right now. What is, a, what is an empowering association that you could add to your arsenal right now that would help in that situation, okay? So let's say, <clears throat> a couple of examples. Let's say you wanted to go exercising and you felt lazy at 5.30 in the morning, right? So what would be a, an empowering association that you could add to that? So would it be something like self-discipline or would it be more control or would it be just purely more energy or would it be wanting to take back your personal power? Whatever it may be, I want you to think of one thing that you could add to that situation where we could actually start to get if you had that in your body at that time, back then, when that state was on, you would be more empowered to take care of it. Make sense? So I want you to think of that thing. Okay. And now, <clears throat> I want you to close your eyes again. I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to remember the very last time that you were in this positive state. When was the last time that you could literally feel yourself in this positive state? When was the last time that you were disciplined? When was the last time you were energetic? When was the last time you did have self-control? Remember that time, okay? It's very important. I want you to breathe the way you were breathing at that time. I want you to feel the way you felt at that time. I want you to envision the same visions that you were having at that time and hear what you could hear at that exact moment. Get right into it. This is very important. You play full tilt. Don't hold back. There is nobody watching you. Who gives a shit if they are? And when you feel like you're empowered, when you feel like you're in that empowering state that you're trying to get into, I want you to literally grab your thumb and forefinger like this. Right? Open your eyes just briefly. Stay in the state. I want you to grab your fingers like this. And I want you to squeeze them as hard as you can. Squeeze them as hard as you can. It's all right, you won't break yourself, you're tough. Okay? And I want you to feel that state, but I want you to stay in that state where you've squeezed the shit out of these two fingers. Make sense? Awesome. Okay. So, stand up, shake it out, shake it out, shake it out, shake it out, shake it out. Get rid of it. Get rid of that state. Okay. We're gonna do one more. What's one other thing that we could add to ourselves? What's a positive association that we could add to ourselves that we could add to that negative thing that we're trying to avoid or get rid of that must change, right? That, that thing that must change. What is a powerful association that we could add to ourselves that would help in that situation? What is another thing? I want you to think of a positive association in you that you have at your disposal, that had you had it at that moment, you may not have even felt it at that moment, but at some stage of your life, you have felt that. Okay, so it might be self-control, it might be fitness, it might be whatever it is. I'm trying to read these messages as they come up. My eyes aren't what they used to be. So <laughs> it could be anything at all, but you, what I want you to do is I want you to understand we're looking for an association. So don't say just fitness, it's too broad. I want you to use 
What is fitness? Is it energy? Is it self-power? Is it self-strength? Is it self-discipline? Is it, what is it? What is the empowering state that you want to be? It, Jenny says, I wanted to feel secure. So this is a good one, right? So whatever it is for you, I want you to go into the last time that you felt secure or whatever it is, whatever that association is. I want you to shut your eyes and I want you to remember back to a time I don't know when it is, but there was one time, I'm sure there was at least one time in your life where you just felt totally in that state, in that association. You were either secure or you were empowered, you had control. I want you to go back and I want you to feel, I want you to nearly step into yourself back then. I want you to walk into that body. I want you to feel the way you did back then. I want you to understand what you think. What were you seeing in your eyes? What were you hearing? How did your body feel? How did your body react? How are you holding your shoulders? Go right back into that moment. And as you really get back into that moment and you fill yourself with that, whatever it is, that empowering association, I want you to grab the same two fingers that you did before, the exact same two. I want you to hold them up and I want you to squeeze the shit out of them, right? I want you to squeeze it, but I want you to stay in that state. Stay there with your shoulders back, feeling joy, feeling happy, whatever it was, that state. Stay there and squeeze those two fingers together. Squeeze them, squeeze them, squeeze them. Okay, good, good. Great job, great job, guys. All right, shake it out. Get out, shake it out. <laughs> Let's do it. Get rid of it. Get rid of that state. Okay, we'll do one more, okay? Three's a charm, right? Let's look back at this negative association that we had before, all right? I want you to think of one more empowering association that we can go into right now. No one is looking. Who gives a shit if they are? If you're in your car and people are driving past and beeping at you, good for you. You're a wolf. Don't you worry about what the friggin' lambs are doing. So what I want you to understand, <coughs> I want you to go into the next empowering state. I want you to think of an empowering state that you can go into at this moment that will absolutely serve you well and would have served you well in that moment, okay? So let's do this again. Let's go back. Let's think. Let's shut our eyes. Shut our eyes. Just relax. And I want you to think of an empowering association that would have been great to use back then. What is it? What is it? What would have been an amazing association that we could have used back then? You know, is this one control? Is this one discipline? Maybe this one is adventure. Maybe this one is certainty. Maybe this one is uncertainty. Maybe it's more love. Maybe it's being more compassionate. What is it? What could you go into that right now? And I want you to remember the time when you last felt that. When was the last time you felt that? When was the last time you truly in your heart felt whatever that association is? Okay? And I want you to remember that time and I want you to physically in your mind's eye step your body into that moment. I want you to get into that moment. I want you to feel the same way you felt. I want your body to feel the same way. I want your mind to think the same way. You need to absolutely see what you were seeing back then. I want you to hear the same thoughts. I want you to feel it. I want you to taste it. I want you to absolutely be in the moment.
And when you're in that moment and you can feel it, and you can feel it wash over you and you're playing full tilt, you're not holding anything back, you're just physically letting your body drift back to that moment. And as you do, I want you to raise your two fingers again and I want you to squeeze the shit out of it. Squeeze the shit out of it. Squeeze it. Don't be shy. You're a big kid. You'll be okay. You won't break your own fingers. Squeeze the shit out of it. Awesome. Awesome. Good job. All right. All right. Shake it out. Shake it out. Shake it out. Act like an idiot. Who gives a shit? <laughs> As I say, we're wolves. Who gives a shit what the sheep think of the wolves? Okay. So now I want you to go back to what we were looking at. This, this association that was over here. This, this really negative association that we're trying to eliminate. <clears throat> I want you to, to shake it out and I want you to go back. But this time I want you to step back into that moment. I want you to go back into that negative thought process. I want you to go back into that negative moment. when Whenever that association took hold of you last, the one that's most powerful, right? And I want you to step back in and I want you to hold your body the same way that you were holding it back then. I want you to go back and feel it. I want you to go back, feel it. I want you to just feel, I want you to get into that moment. I want you to breathe the same way. I want you to start to visualize. Except this time, I want you to pick up your two fingers with your resources in them. And now I want you to squeeze the shit out of it. And I want you to understand that with these new resources, this association no longer exists. I want you to absolutely squeeze these two fingers and I want you to feel how different this association is in your body as you're squeezing the shit out of these two fingers. Make sense? I want you to feel that. And now, what I want you to do is... Okay, shake that out. Shake it out. Everybody stand up. Shake it out. Come on. Shake out the state. We're going to make sure we don't mix these things up. Otherwise, you'll be a freak. So, what we're going to do now is I want you from now until the next time that you actually start to feel this, I want you to understand something, right? Every time you start to feel this negative association, every time you start to feel this negative view, the thing, one of these four things that you're trying to get rid of, every time that you start to feel that, I want you to squeeze the shit out of these two fingers. And I want you to fill yourself, absolutely fill yourself with these three empowering associations that will overcome this one and make you a better person. Does that make sense? Any thought, any emotion or behavior that is consistently reinforced will become a habit. A conditioned pattern. Does that make sense? If you link pleasure to a new choice and you condition it over and over and over again, it will become a habit. You will actually start to feel these powerful associations instead of this negative one. And what we've done is A, we have found, an, we have found something that we absolutely must change. We have decided that we must change it and we've decided we're going to change it right now. Does that make sense? And then we will eliminate the change and we will break the pattern and then we will increase it and put in a different association. We'll put in a different belief. Make sense? We're going to go through this stuff in the days, but I don't care if you want to go through this video four times 
and go through this segment with all four of your associations or whatever other ones that you might have, then feel free, right? This is what it's all about. And every what I want you to do is actually reward yourself emotionally for even the smallest progress. It's very, very important. If you find yourself de developing new patterns quickly, okay, I want you to start to reward yourself. I don't care how you do it. You know, it might be a cup of coffee with a friend or it might be a jet ski ride or something, right? Something that you enjoy. And reward yourself when you start to make progress. So tonight, I want you to take action, right? For each of the four actions that you listed yesterday, I want you to do the following. I want you to get leverage. I want you to write down 10 reasons why you must change that behavior now. Okay, 10 reasons why you absolutely must change that behavior now. Then list all the reasons why you know you can do it. I want you to list all of the reasons why you know that you can do it. Step number two, interrupt your own pattern. I want you to design four or five ways to get yourself out of the limiting associations, okay? And do them. Step three, condition yourself by rehearsing the new behavior and give yourself a sense of accomplishment and exhilaration, pride, or joy each time that you do it, okay? You do it consistently and rapidly until each time you think of this new pattern, you feel good and automatically start to feel compelled and driven. Make sense? So everyone got that? I hope so. That's it for tonight. Tomorrow, day five, we're gonna start. We will focus on how you'll get everything you want in your life all you need to do is start beginning to change your state. Now, I'm not saying Queensland, but it is the best state. We all know, right? But what I am saying is your state of mind. How do you change your state of mind? We are going to start to anchor in some of the most powerful stuff that has changed my life in such a dramatic way. Being able to change my state instantly, to walk on fire, to go through business meetings, to be able to sit with executives of the highest level. I was able to do walk on stage in front of 25,000 people. I went out there without an ounce of fear in my heart. Why? Because I was fully in state. I was in the state of mind that was going to tear that thing apart. You've got to make sure that tomorrow you guys are here nice and early. We're going to kick this thing off at 7 p.m. Wolves, give me a howl. Oh, I hope you have an amazing time. Thank you very much for dropping in. We're going to get this thing going.